0: Deuteronomy chapter thirty four And Moses went up from the plains of Moab unto the mountain of Nebo, to the top of Pisgah that is over against Jericho, and the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead, unto Dan and all Naphtali and the land of Ephraim, and Manasseh and all the land of Judah, unto the utmost sea, in the south in the plain of the valley of Jericho, and the city of the palm trees unto Zoar, and the Lord said unto him, This is the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, saying I will give it unto thy seed, I have caused thee to see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not go over thither. So Moses the servant of the Lord died there in the land of Moab according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab over against Beth Peor, but no man knoweth of his sepulchre unto this day. And Moses was a hundred and twenty years old when he died, his eye was not dim, nor his natural force abated. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. And Joshua the son of Anon was full of the spirit of wisdom. But Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. And there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. And all the signs and the wonders which the Lord sent to him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and to all of his servants and to all of his land and in all that mighty hand and in all the great terror which Moses showed in the sight of all Israel. Now the death of Moses was imminent and that imminent death of Moses is a repeated theme in the closing chapters of Deuteronomy. Moses knew what was coming. For death is an appointment, not an accident. Hebrews 9.27 And it is appointed unto men once to die but after this, the judgment. Beginning and ending, Moses was caring for sheep. Moses had begun his ministry as a lonely shepherd, caring for his sheep near Horeb in Sinai. And now he would end his ministry leaving his sheep with Joshua and going up Mount Nebo alone to meet God. At Mount Nebo, Moses was perhaps six miles from the border of the promised land, but the Lord wouldn't allow him to go in. It was a punishment greater than the offense, not at all. Any offense of Moses cannot be a small offense, said Alexander McLaren. Moses was a leader of God's own people. He was the lawgiver and the architect of the Jewish nation and the Jewish religion. He knew that the greater the privilege, the greater the responsibility. In what he did, Moses failed to glorify God, and for that sin, he had to suffer chastening. Moses could not enter the promised land. God gave Moses the ability to view the land, with Naphtali on the north, Ephraim, Manasseh in the center area, and Judah in the south. The Lord assured Moses that He would keep His covenant with the patriarchs and give Israel this wonderful land. However, all was not lost, for Moses did arrive in the Holy Land centuries later when he and Elijah joined Jesus in glory on the Mount of Transfiguration. We see that in Matthew chapter 17 and Luke chapter 9. Moses even talked to the Lord Jesus about his decease or his exodus that he would accomplish on the cross at Jerusalem. Now Moses knew a little something about an exodus. After viewing the land, Moses died and the Lord and the Archangel Michael buried him on Mount Nebo in a grave that nobody could ever locate or identify. Moses died according to the word of the Lord, Deuteronomy 34.5. And that should be the goal of every believer. We should live according to the Lord and we should die according to the Lord. Deuteronomy 34.5 So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab according to the word of the Lord. Now Moses was a good example. Moses was an example for God's servants. There were many times when Moses complained to God because of his work was difficult. And more than once he was ready to quit. But, in spite of these very human weaknesses, Moses was a faithful servant. In fact, in a matter of faithfulness, Moses is even compared with Christ in Hebrews chapter three. Moses was faithful to walk with God, and he spoke to God as a man speaks to his friend exodus thirty three eleven tells us, And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend, and he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man. Departed not out of the tabernacle. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. Now Moses was humble. The secret of his life wasn't his own abilities. In fact, Moses claimed he had no abilities. It wasn't, the secret to his life wasn't his education. The secret to his life was his humble walk with the Lord. He spent time with God. He listened to God's word and he followed God's orders. We need that in our life. We need to spend time with God. We need to listen to his word, need to read his word, study his word, find out his will, and then follow God's orders with our life. Moses was devoted. Another exemplary thing about Moses was his devotion to his people. On two occasions, God offered to wipe out the Jewish people and begin a new nation with Moses, but Moses rejected the offer. Moses was a true shepherd who was willing to lay down his life for the sheep. Many times he fell on his face and pleaded with God not to judge the people. And on that mountain, he prayed until he was certain the Lord would go with him on their journey. Moses was focused on prayer, he was focused on ministry, and he was focused on the Word of God. We need to have that in our life too. We need to be focused on prayer, focused on ministry, and focused on the Word of God. Like the apostles, Moses was a man who was focused on prayer and the ministry of the Word. As Jesus with his apostles, he taught the people the Word, and then he prayed for them to receive it and to grow. The Lord prepared Moses for his ministry and took 80 years to do it. He was raised as a prince in Egypt and taught all that the wise men in Egypt knew. Some scholars even believe that Moses was in line to be the next Pharaoh. Yet Moses gave all this up to identify with the people of God and their sufferings. God gave Moses a 40-year postgraduate course as a shepherd in the land of Midian, a strange place for a man with all the learning of Egypt in his mind. But there are lessons to be learned in solitude and silence, and in taking care of ignorant sheep, that Moses could never have learned in the university in Egypt. God has different ways of training his servants, and each person's training is tailor-made by the Lord. In many respects, Moses comes across as a very Christ-like person. Like Jesus, he was born into a godly home at a difficult time in Jewish history. And like Jesus, his life was threatened. When Moses gave up the treasure of Egypt, it was like Jesus who became poor that he might share spiritual riches with many. Like Jesus, Moses was rejected by his people when he tried to help them the first time. But was accepted by them when he came to them the second time. Israel rejected Christ at his first coming, but they will receive him when he comes at his second coming. Moses was a meek man, and Jesus said, I am meek and lowly in heart. Moses finished the work God gave him to do, and so did the Son of God. Before he returned to heaven, Jesus left trained disciples behind to continue the work of world evangelism. And Moses left Joshua and the elders behind to guide the people in the ways of the Lord. Our Lord's face shone on the Mount of Transfiguration, and Moses' face shone when he came down from meeting God on the Mount. Moses was mighty in words and deeds, and so was Jesus, when he was ministering on earth. The only perfect example is Jesus Christ. When we read about Moses, he reminds us of our Lord and encourages us to become more like our Savior in all things. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 34, verses 10-12 to 12 again. And there arose not a prophet sent in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. And all the signs and the wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh, and to all of his servants, and to all his land, and in all that mighty hand, and all the great terror which Moses showed in the sight of all Israel. Moses was greater than any other of the prophets of the Old Testament. Though many were great in influence upon the earth, and greatly used by God, according to the scriptures, there is none of them to be compared to Moses. So when you have such a great man and a great life lived for God to study, you should seek to get some truths and some lessons from his life to apply to our own life. We're going to look at several life lessons from Moses' life. By Moses, God gave the law, molded a nation, and the practice of worship for him. Through Moses, God Gave not only the law but also the customs to the Jewish people. The lasting influence and a testimony of Moses can be seen in Malachi chapter 4, where the last verse of the prophets gives a charge to remember the law of Moses. In verse 4, Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Christ himself often appealed to the writings of Moses and spoke of his teachings. Moses was a faithful servant of God. We are told here in Deuteronomy chapter 34 that God buried Moses in a valley in the land of Moab. Matthew Henry had this comment concerning this act of God. God takes care of the dead bodies of his servants. As their death is precious, so is their dust. But the covenant with it shall be remembered. Psalm 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. There are major lessons and truths that can be gleaned from the life and testimony of Moses. Moses is one of the heroes of the faith. We need to apply the truths and lessons learned from his life to our own, and in so doing, as we reach the final chapter of our life, we can look back at a life well-lived for God. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 23-29 to 29 says this, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child, Through faith he kept a Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea by the dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. Moses totally surrendered his life over to God. When we totally surrender our life over to God, we ask him to place in us a desire to do his perfect will for our life. We may ask him to help us see our calling, and purpose he has for our life. And once we know that calling, we should pursue it with all of our might. Romans 12, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Moses was an excellent representative of God. The Bible says we are ambassadors for Christ. We are his representatives on earth. One of the most amazing things about Moses is that he stayed true. He stayed loyal. He stayed faithful to God during the entire 40-year journey in the wilderness. The Bible says that the Israelites were constantly complaining, moaning, bellyaching about their situation and their circumstances. Not enough food, not enough water, not enough this, not enough that. Moses was constantly surrounded by negativity, constantly surrounded by pessimism. And yet Moses never got tired of talking about God. Never got tired of making sure that all God's laws and commandments were enforced among the people. You need to learn to be a Moses type of person. When confronted with or surrounded by negativity, don't grow tired of talking about God and stay true, loyal, and faithful to the Lord. second Corinthians 5.20 Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead be ye reconciled to God. Moses was willing to stand in the gap. Are we willing to stand in the gap? Ezekiel 22, 30, and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, and I should not destroy it. But I found none. Moses was willing to take on a task that seemed impossible. He was willing to stand against Pharaoh and lead the people of Israel to the promised land. He was willing to stand in the gap between God and the nation of Israel time and time again and in an intercessory prayer on their behalf to God, petitioning him over and over again for their forgiveness and mercy to meet their needs. He was willing to die on their behalf if God would just have mercy on them. Exodus 32, 11-14 And Moses besought the Lord his God and said, Lord, why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people? which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt, which with great power and with a mighty hand? Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, For mischief he did bring them out, to slay them in the mountains, and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from thy fierce wrath, and repent of this evil against thy people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel thy servants, to whom thou swearest by thine own self, and saidst unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven. And all this land that I have spoken of I will give unto your seed and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord repented of the evil which he had thought to do unto his people. Moses demonstrates to us the power of intercessory prayer, or praying to God on behalf of others. We need to make this a habit in our life, just as Moses did. We should develop a prayer list and consistently petition God on behalf of others, and plead their cause to him on behalf of them. All Christians, like Moses did, need to establish a good working relationship with the Lord. This type of prayer, intercessory prayer, can save lives, transform lives, alter the course of natural events. There are other scripture verses that say we can approach God to reason with Him, to state our case before Him. This means God can be talked to, reasoned with, pleaded with. Moses is a very good role model and example on how to go into intercessory prayer with God The Father for someone else. First Timothy two one. I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Moses let God lead him on a daily basis. Are we letting God lead us daily in our life? Do we look to God daily to lead us on that specific day? One of the most amazing things that happened in the Israelites' forty year journey in the wilderness was the building of the tabernacle to the house the manifest presence of God. Once this tabernacle was built, God's manifest presence came down in the form of a cloud during the day and fire by night. During the day, the cloud would lift up off and the Israelites would then follow the cloud to wherever God was going to lead them to that day. By this, God led them on an everyday basis through their 40-year history in the wilderness. The lesson to be learned from this is that God will guide and lead you every step of the way to get the job done for Him. Exodus 13:21, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud and led them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. God will lead us on a daily basis as to what needs to be accomplished for that day. All we have to do is be willing to step into God's leading for our life. Once we have put our will on the sacrificial altar to God, he can take control of our life and guide us down the path to take and the decisions he would have us to make. The Bible says that we are to be led by the Holy Spirit in this life. God perfectly led Moses every step of the way the minute he decided to accept God's will and God's call on his life. Again, if God did all this for Moses... Then he will do for each and every Christian who will fully surrender their lives over to him and are willing to be led by the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. God will anoint and empower us and perfectly lead us every step of the way if we are willing to take that journey with him. It really is that simple. What more can any Christian ask for? God's power and God's leadings are ready and waiting for each and every Christian who will fully surrender their lives over to him. Romans 8.14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Moses didn't always question God. There is a time to question God, to press in and seek and after answers from Him. The Bible says to ask, and ye shall receive. Seek, and you will find. However, there is also time not to question God, and to accept whatever He is telling you to do. When God first makes contact with Moses through the burning bush, he tells Moses exactly what he wants him to do. He tells Moses that he will use him to deliver the children of Israel from their bondage to the Egyptians. During this initial conversation with God, Moses questions God's wisdom of choosing him for the job. Moses says that, who is he to accomplish such a task? He says he is too slow with speech and tongue. And then he finally tells God to consider calling someone else for the job. Moses gave every excuse he could think of. The Bible says that Moses ended up kindling the anger of God with these actions. God finally gives and anoints his brother Aaron for the job and says that he will be with the both of them. Aaron will be his mouthpiece since Moses did not have faith in God to be able to use him to speak. As you notice, Moses ended up speaking most of the time anyway. The lessons we learn from this is that God does call us to do something specific. We should not ever question his wisdom on the matter. God's knowledge and ways are absolutely perfect. Even if we do not think that we have what it takes to accomplish what he's asking us to do, we need to remember that he promises to enable those he chooses. First 1 Timothy one twelve. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. If we are ever asked by God to do something that is out of our comfort zone, out of our natural abilities, remember this part of the story of Moses. Just as God's power is more than enough to get the job done through Moses, his supernatural power flowing through us will be more than enough to successfully accomplish whatever he will be asking us to do for him. If there is nothing impossible with God, then there is nothing that God cannot do through us. If there is nothing impossible with God, then there is nothing that God cannot do through us. Matthew nineteen twenty six. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Moses had faith in the Red Sea moments. Moses still had unrelenting faith in God even while having the Red Sea in front of them and Pharaoh and his army behind them. His faith and confidence God did not waver so too should we endeavor to keep our faith and confidence in God, even in those Red Sea moments. Exodus 1413 to 14 And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. The parting of the Red Sea was perhaps one of the most dramatic events to unfold in all of human history. It was one of the most dramatic and powerful miracles in all the Old Testament. This part of Moses' life was major significance and major truth for all Christians to learn and apply. Or how many of us have ever been or how many of us will ever know someone who's at the end of their rope or on the edge of the cliff, so to speak? I think we all will at some point in life know or have known someone at the end of the rope, or at the edge of the cliff, with nowhere else to go, no way out of the situation, except for a major and dramatic miracle from God. Perhaps we've been in that situation ourselves before. We need that kind of miracle, or they need that kind of miracle, that if God does not intervene, we are talking about bankruptcy, someone losing in business, loss of a marriage, another major catastrophe in a family, maybe perhaps a loss of a child, loss of a house, God needs to intervene on a big and major way. Have you ever been at the edge of that cliff waiting on a major last-second miracle from God to save you? Being in that kind of situation is not something you would ever want to experience. This is exactly the kind of situation Moses and Israelites found themselves in at the Red Sea, in a scary place to be. It will test your patience. It will test your faith to its limits and back. The Israelites had started complaining when faced with this situation. But Moses, whose faith and confidence had been built up in God over time, stepped forward boldly and proclaimed that God was going to save the day and did not lose faith. God would deliver them from this trial. If we ever find ourselves in a Red Sea moment with nowhere else to go, we need to remember what God did for Moses. No matter how hopeless the situation may appear, remember nothing, absolutely nothing, is impossible with god luke one thirty seven fourth God nothing shall be impossible if God can literally part the Red Sea like He did in this account with Moses and the Israelites, then God could take care of our Red Sea problem too. Just keep pressing on, don't lose faith, don't get discouraged, and keep moving forward. Moses finished well in his life at the end of his journey end of his life, Moses finished well. Moses was 120 years old when he died. He did make mistakes in his life, but he was still used greatly and mightily by God. When Moses gave his charge to the people and to Joshua, he could have been bitter because he was not allowed to lead the people into the land, but he wasn't. The journey of faith for Moses was soon to end. It was now time for him to leave his earthly tabernacle to go into the presence of God. Deuteronomy 34.5. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab according to the word of the Lord. God forgives our sins, but He but we still must live with the consequences of sin. Our spiritual journey may begin strong, but there may be obstacles throughout our lives that attempt to trip us up. Beginning strong doesn't necessarily guarantee a strong finish. Take some time to evaluate your spiritual journey. Where are you at in your relationship with God? Are you right where he wants you, being obedient to what he's asked you to do? Are you struggling with your walk with God? Are there some obstacles holding you back? Spend some time with him, thanking him for where he has you, asking him to direct your next step, asking him to protect you from the enemy and the enemy's methods to get you off of God's path for your life. Each of us has our own journey of faith that God has sovereignly planned for us. Enjoy your journey. Whether you're just starting out, right in the middle of it, or perhaps you're winding down your earthly journey. As you can see from the life of Moses, a life of faith is never boring or dull. We are expected to trust God in the greatest of times and in the darkest of times, in the midst of victories and in the midst of failures, in times of deep loneliness and despair, and in times of great fellowship with God and others, we are expected to trust Him and walk by faith. Life is never certain. The one thing we can always depend on to be true. God is faithful. God is faithful to his children. God loves us, and because he loves us, he challenges us to grow deeper in our faith and deeper in our relationship with him. Sometimes he must allow us to go through painful and difficult times in order to bring about an end result far better than we could have ever imagined. Sometimes he must discipline us when we step out of line in a disobedience. At times we find ourselves enjoying to thrill of the mountaintop. Other times we experience the depth of the valley. Whatever he takes us has our journey, and he has our journey and our faith mapped out. We don't need to know what's around the next corner. We just need to take one step at a time, allowing him to guide us. So in conclusion, Moses was greater than any other of the prophets of the Old Testament. Though many were a great in influence upon the earth and greatly used by God, according to the scriptures, there were none of them to be compared to Moses. Just as Moses did, the most important thing we need to have is a personal relationship with God. Moses chose to totally surrender his life over to God and his will. We need to let God be in control of our life. We need to totally surrender to his will and his control. If we do, we can do the same with our life as he did with Moses and use our life for his honor and his glory. The Bible says we are ambassadors for Christ. We are his representatives on earth. One of the most amazing things about Moses is that he stayed true, he stayed loyal, he stayed faithful to God during the entire 40-year journey in the wilderness. Moses was willing to stand in the gap. Are we willing to stand in the gap as Moses did? Ezekiel 22:30. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy. But I found that Moses was willing to take on a task that seemed impossible to man, but not to God. Moses was willing to stand in the gap. Moses demonstrates to us the power of intercessory prayer or praying to God on behalf of others. This type of prayer, intercessory prayer, can save and transform lives, alter the course of natural events. We need to be like Moses in our faith in God, our surrender to God, and our prayer life. Now let's look at a review of how God used Moses and how Moses served God. Though the account of Moses ends up on a rather sad note with him not being able to enter the promised land, just remember all the good things that he did right for God. In one lifetime, in a 40-year period really, Moses was able to speak directly to God through a burning bush. Moses was used by God to change the entire course of Jewish history by delivering the Israelites from the Egyptians. Moses watched God bring ten powerful judgments against Egypt and Pharaoh. Moses saw how God parted the Red Sea and intervened in a mighty and miraculous way on the nation of Israel's behalf. Moses personally received Ten Commandments from God the Father. Moses taught for a second time with God the Father at Mount Sinai. Moses was privileged to be able to see the manifest presence of God, with God showing him his backside at Mount Sinai. Moses witnessed God's manifest presence come down on the tabernacle they had built and lead them on a daily basis. God used Moses to be directly responsible for, teaching, for the teaching of God and all of his ways to the younger generation of Israelites who eventually would be the ones to enter the promised land. All of this occurred within a 40-year time period. This is a great example of what a life fully surrendered to God and His will can do. What about us? Are we willing to fully surrender to God and His calling on our life? Are we willing to let God use us up for His honor and His glory? We'll leave a testimony behind us like Moses did of a life well lived for God.